the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Daily Hope Ministries. Here's Pastor Rick Warren. The most important thing on this planet is God's family. The reason everything exists is God wanted a family. There would be no universe, there would be no planets, there would be no earth, there would be no human race, except that God made it all so he could create a family. And that family is called the church. And one day, everything else is going to be destroyed. There's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, but God's family is going to go on forever. It's the only thing that's going to last. What would your life be like if you could learn to think, act, speak, love, and serve the way Jesus did? This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called The Jesus Model. In these lessons, Rick will carefully lay out the process of true biblical discipleship, giving you the tools you need to become more like Jesus Christ in every area of your life. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a resource that will allow you to take a virtual walk along the same path that Jesus walked on his way to the cross. It's called the Journey with Jesus Deluxe Gift Book, and you can take a sneak peek at it right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 99000 while you listen to today's broadcast. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Growing a Heart Like Jesus. You know, to follow Jesus requires movement. It means you have to move forward. You can't just sit still. You have to be active. We have an active faith. And Jesus uses words like come, follow, go, obey, send, do. This is not a faith that you just sit around and do nothing. It is an active faith. One of the examples is in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, where Jesus says this. Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere that's comfortable and talk to people about the good news that you like. No, that's not what he says. Jesus said to his followers, read it with me, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. Circle everywhere and everyone. That's pretty inclusive. It's pretty global. Now, when Jesus said this to his disciples, it was physically impossible. They could not go everywhere and tell everyone. They couldn't get to Australia. They couldn't get to Latin America. They couldn't get to North America. Most of the world was off limits because there were no sea-bearing ocean vessels at the time. There were no planes, trains, and automobiles, no internet, no Twitter, no Google, no cell phones, no telegraph, no telephone. There was telewoman, and that'll spread things pretty fast. But, uh, but uh, there wasn't all of the ways that we have today to spread the good news. They literally could not go to all nations and tell everyone. But not anymore. We are the first generation with this privilege where you can go anywhere in the world in about 24 hours. 
If you don't believe that, just ask a travel agent. All you have to do is say, I'd like to go to some mountain in the middle of Tibet or China or up in the Himalayas on the mountains, and they'll have you there in about 24 hours. We are the first generation in history to be world-class. In other words, we literally can travel to anywhere and talk to anyone almost within 24 hours. So we take this verse here at Saddleback very seriously. Go to everyone, everywhere. Now, I don't think God brought you here by accident. A thousand years before you were born, God knew you, you were going to be here. And he didn't bring you here to just sit, soak, and sour. He brought you here to be a part of his plan for the world that he happens to decide to use this church at this point. How do I be a part of it? How do I become a world changer? Well, God says, you know what matters is not your background. What matters is not your fears. What matters is not how many sins you've had in your life. What matters is not your ability. God says, I'm looking for availability. God isn't looking for the most talented people to use. He's looking for the most available people to use. And the reason why God blesses me and God uses me is I'm available. At a very early age, I made the decision, God, I'm all in. I'm all yours. And I don't care what it is and I don't care how tough it is. I'm going to say yes to it anytime, anywhere, any place. And it has been an adventure and the wildest journey of life in my own life. And you can make that decision too. The Bible says God is looking for people to use. And he will use you if you will just make yourself available. He will use you, yes you, to be a world changer. The Bible says this here on the screen, 2 Chronicles 16, 9 is one of my life verses. The eyes of the Lord range, they run to and fro throughout the whole earth. In other words, God is looking over the whole earth to find people, he says, to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. All God wants from you is not super talent, super energy, super intelligence. He wants a committed heart. And so that's why this weekend we're going to look at how to grow a heart like Jesus. Because it starts in the heart. How can you develop a heart like Jesus? Well, you need to do four things. Number one. You must care about what Jesus cares about. That's the starting point. You must learn to care about what Jesus cares about. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Be full of love, following the example of Christ, who loved you. And he gave himself to God as a sacrifice to take away your sin. He said, you want to be like Jesus? Then you're going to have to be sacrificial in your love. You're going to follow the example of Christ, and you're going to have to be full of love for others and care about what Jesus cares about. Now, what does Jesus care about? In a word, he cares about two things very deeply. Number one, he cares about the world. He created it, and he came to die for it. And Jesus loves the world. The Bible says God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Now, I love that little word so because it adds a little extra to it. You know, we can say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. But when you say, oh, I so love you, that adds a whole new dimension. God doesn't just love the world. He so loves the world. He loves it so much he was willing to die for it. The Bible calls that compassion. 
You see, sympathy is when you see somebody hurting, you say, I'm sorry you hurt. You send them a card. That's sympathy. Empathy is saying, I hurt with you. I enter into your hurt. Compassion is saying, I'll do anything I can to stop your hurt. Even if it means dying on the cross. And the Bible says it repeatedly. Jesus was moved with compassion. He didn't just go, oh yeah, I love you. No, he was moved with compassion. And God says, that's the way I want you to be toward the world. I want you to love the world with the people of the world. Love that, those people with all your heart. Jesus loves everybody. God has never made a person he doesn't love. He loves the people you don't love. He loves the people you don't like. He loves the people you disagree with. He loves the people you think are evil. He loves the people who didn't vote the way you voted. He loves everybody. And if you're going to have the blessing of God on your life and you want to be like Jesus Christ, you have to learn to love the people Jesus made and died for. And that's the whole world. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. There's more great teaching coming up. If you'd like to connect with Rick, just go to PastorRick.com and click on his social media links. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for his free daily email devotional. And if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has touched your life, you can email him at Rick at PastorRick.com. Every year at Easter, we remember Jesus' sacrifice for us and celebrate his resurrection. Some Christians are able to travel to Jerusalem to walk the path that Jesus took on his way to the cross. It's called the Via Dolorosa, which translates to the way of suffering. Since you may not be able to travel to Jerusalem, Pastor Rick created a unique resource called Journey with Jesus that will give you a way to celebrate, reflect, and pray about what Jesus did for you on the cross. This brand new, one-of-a-kind resource will take you through the 15 stops that the Bible tells us Jesus took on the road to Calvary. Every stop Jesus made along the way of suffering details the biblical account of what happened there and reflects upon the sacrificial love of Jesus. You'll learn why Mary, from Bethany, anointed Jesus with a specific oil, why Jesus prayed so often in the Garden of Gethsemane, and how he handled obedience to God. Journey with Jesus will give you deeper biblical insights as it takes you through the betrayal by Judas, the trial of Jesus, the denials of Peter, and the death and resurrection of Christ. Journey with Jesus is a deluxe hardcover gift edition book with high quality glossy pages and includes photos of commissioned mosaic tile artwork that represent each stop Jesus made on his path to Calvary. This is a great gift book to keep and study time and time again, and it would make a great gift for your family and friends too. We'll send you our Journey with Jesus deluxe gift book when you donate to Daily Hope this month. It's because of the generosity of people like you that we're able to share the certain hope of Jesus around the world. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing study tool. Or you can call 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Hi, this is Rick Warren, Bible teacher for the Daily Hope broadcast. Did you know that because of Easter, your past can be forgiven, you get a purpose for living, and you can have a home in heaven? That's good news. Where else can you get that kind of news? Nowhere else. 
And did you know that at Easter, studies have shown people are more open to an invitation to go to church than at any other time of the year. Don't go to church by yourself, but bring somebody who doesn't know Jesus Christ, a family member, a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, a relative. And if you bring them to that church service and they come to know Christ, you're going to be making a friend for eternity. It'll be the most important investment you can ever make in their lives. And by the way, if they come to Christ, would you let me know about it? I'd love to hear that story that you brought somebody to Easter and they found Jesus. You can write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. I would love to hear from you. God bless you and happy Easter. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Once again, here's Pastor Rick Warren. You want to be like Jesus Christ. You have to learn to love the people Jesus made and died for. And that's the whole world. The Bible says this in Matthew chapter 9. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. And when we see the crowds, we worry about a parking spot. (laughs) But when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said, I I looked out on all of humanity. I thought, man, they're messed up. They're harassed. They're helpless. They don't know which way to turn. They're confused. They don't have the slightest idea what the purpose of life is. They're worried. They're bored. They're bitter. They're guilty. They're ashamed. They're brokenhearted. They got all kinds of problems. I don't know which way to turn. They're screwed up. He says, I see the way people are, and my heart goes out to them. If you're going to be like Jesus, if you're going to be blessed by God, if you're going to be a world changer, you've got to care about the world the way Jesus does. He loves it passionately. Not only does Jesus love the world, there's something he loves even more, and that is his church. You're going to have to care about the church. Why? Because the church is Jesus' body, and he loves his body. The church is Jesus' bride, and he loves his bride. The church is Jesus' flock, and he loves his flock. The church is God's family, and he loves his family. And remember, we've talked about this so many times, and I keep repeating it, because I don't want you to ever misunderstand that the most important thing on this planet, more important than everything else put together, is God's family. The reason everything exists is God wanted a family. There would be no universe, there would be no planets, there would be no earth, there would be no human race, except that God made it all so he could create a family. And that family is called the church. And one day, everything else is going to be destroyed, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, but God's family is going to go on forever. It's the only thing that's going to last. It's more important than anything else on the planet, because it's going to outlast, it's going to go trillions and trillions and trillions of years. God's family lasts forever. Now, the Bible says about Jesus, Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. You want to know how much Jesus loves the church? Look at the cross. With his arms outstretched, he is saying, I love the church this much. I'm willing to die for it. I am willing to shed my blood for it. He loves the church. And in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. He's not out building countries. He's not out building businesses. He's not out building non-government organizations or parachurch organizations or charities. Jesus is in one business, the church building business. It is his family. It is his bride, his body, his flock. I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not be able to defeat it. 
Now, sometimes we have skirmishes and it looks like all the church is being put down or it's having a defeat there, there. But you know what? Go read the Bible. And I've read the last chapter of the book. We win. Okay, we win. It's like reading the last chapter of a novel. History is God's story. God is in control. It is moving toward a focal point. And what is that focal point? One day, history's going to end, and God's going to come and say, all right, I'm taking my family with me, and they're going to live with me forever and ever and ever. He says, I will build my church. And if you want to invest your life in something that's going to last for trillions of years, give your life to building of God's family. Because that's what's going to matter. Now, God says, this is what I care about. I care about the world. I made it. I created it. I love it. And I sent my son to die for it. And I love my church, which is going to outlast even the world. Care about what Jesus cares about. Number two, if you want to have a heart like Jesus, this one's going to shock you. But you must be indifferent to what Jesus is indifferent to. We must be indifferent to what Jesus is indifferent to. You say, well, should followers of Jesus ever be indifferent to anything? Absolutely. Why? Because not everything's equally valuable. Not everything's equally important. Not everything is equally going to last. Some things aren't going to last five minutes, some five years, some 50 years, some 500 years. Some are going to last forever. You should invest your life in things that matter and not care about what doesn't matter. Jesus was indifferent to a lot of things. People don't realize this. There are a lot of things Jesus didn't care about. He didn't care about things that didn't fulfill the mission God had called him to do. Jesus was indifferent to personal danger. One point he's over in the ship uh, uh, asleep during the storm. Everybody else is freaking out. He's indifferent to danger. He's not worried. I'm in God's hands. He was indifferent to the opinions of other people. He was indifferent to, uh, to religious traditions. He constantly broke the religious traditions which made the Pharisees and the Sadducees and religious leaders really ticked off because Jesus valued relationships more than rules. He valued people more than principles. And he healed people on the Sabbath. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. He did all kinds of things. He always put the needs of people first because it's all about love. So he, he, he was indifferent to religious traditions. Jesus was indifferent to human timetables. People kind of sped him up, tried to force him to do things fast, tried to get him under pressure. He always went at his own timetable. He went with a time clock with the will of God. I'm just doing what God tells me to do. Jesus was indifferent to politics. Did you know that? Couldn't care less about politics. In fact, at one point a politician talks to him about this and Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was, I would command my servants to fight. That's not our battle. We're not in political wars. Why? Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was, I'd have all my servants being involved in that. But it's not. Jesus didn't try to overthrow the Roman Empire. He didn't try to revise it or reform it. or, or uh, he, he, didn't say, he didn't come to change the political system of Israel. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. He was indifferent to that. It wasn't his ultimate agenda. Sometimes when Jesus was indifferent, it actually seems like he's rude. Let me give you an example. Luke chapter 9, Jesus says to a man, follow me. But the man says, Lord, let me first go bury my father. And here's how Jesus responds. Jesus replied, let the dead bury the dead. That sounds a little rude to me. Instead, you go everywhere and tell about the kingdom of God. Then another man said, I'll follow you, Lord, but let me first go home to my family. 
Jesus said, anybody who begins to plow a field but keeps looking back is of no use to the kingdom of God. What is Jesus saying? Well, first you need to understand that Jesus knew what was in their hearts. He knew, knew whether this was a little legitimate excuse, a reason, or just an excuse. But it all boils down to the same phrase that both of these men used. I want you to circle it. He says, Lord, let me first. Circle that phrase. Both the guys said, let me first. Now, you cannot say, Lord, let me first. That's a contradiction. To use the word Lord and me first in the same sentence is illogical. Either you're going to be first in your life or Jesus is going to be first in your life. Either he's the Lord of your life or you're the Lord of your life. Either he's the boss or you're the boss. He's the CEO or you're the CEO. You cannot say, Lord, me first. Me first says, I'm God. I'm in charge. Now, we live in a totally me first society. Would you agree with that? It's a self-centered, narcissistic world where it's all about serving me. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, simply go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime. That's PastorRick.com. While you're there, you can also download Pastor Rick's Daily Hope podcast to your phone or tablet so you can listen on the go anywhere you are. Rick will be back in just a moment with a final word, so please stay with us. Every year at Easter, we remember Jesus' sacrifice for us and celebrate His resurrection. Some Christians are able to travel to Jerusalem to walk the path that Jesus took on His way to the cross. It's called Via Dolorosa, which translates to the way of suffering. Since you may not be able to travel to Jerusalem, Pastor Rick created a unique resource called Journey with Jesus that will give you a way to celebrate, reflect, and pray about what Jesus did for you on the cross. This brand new, one-of-a-kind resource will take you through the 15 stops that the Bible tells us Jesus took on the road to Calvary. Every stop Jesus made along the way of suffering details the biblical account of what happened there and reflects upon the sacrificial love of Jesus. You'll learn why Mary from Bethany anointed Jesus with a specific oil, why Jesus prayed so often in the Garden of Gethsemane, and how he handled obedience to God. Journey with Jesus will give you deeper biblical insights as it takes you through the betrayal of Judas, the trial of Jesus, the denials by Peter, and the death and resurrection of Christ. Journey with Jesus is a deluxe hardcover gift edition book with high-quality glossy pages and includes photos of commissioned mosaic tile artwork that represent each stop Jesus made on His path to Calvary. This is a great gift book to keep and study time and time again, and it would make a great gift for your family and friends too. We'll send you our Journey with Jesus deluxe gift book when you donate to Daily Hope this month. It's because of the generosity of people like you that we're able to share the certain hope of Jesus around the world. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing study tool. Or just call 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support.
Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Today I want to share a letter from John who says he's been reading the Daily Hope devotionals for 10 years. Wow, great, John. John says he uses these written devotionals every morning to start his daily prayer and Bible reading, and he writes this. Pastor Rick, I started receiving your Daily Hope devotionals about 10 years ago. Not only did they bless my life and help me with my daily walk, I would save them and send them to my friends when issues or questions would come up. So I look forward every morning to reading these devotionals, which typically start my daily prayer and Bible reading. You know, I recently got my boss signed up for Daily Hope devotionals, and it hit me how powerful they really are. You know, my wife and I decided to support Daily Hope over and above our tithe to our church to help you bring one more to Jesus. Well, John, your message is so special to me. Uh, You have really blessed me with this letter because I'm glad for three reasons. First, that you have grown as a Christian through Daily Hope. Second, I'm glad that you're using the Daily Hope to help you study God's Word on a personal basis. And third, I want to thank you for caring enough to help other people that you have given generously of your funds and gifts to help us stay on the air and to allow us to actually even expand into other stations to take the good news of hope to places where it is desperately needed. So, John, thank you, thank you, thank you. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.